0: All right, fam, well, let's just get right to it, man. Happy New Year. And I definitely want to share with you, you know, if you can learn real quick how to embrace these these three things I was looking like, looking at 2020 and, like, beyond and, and, like, really kind of, like, more than anything, depending on where, with respect to where you are right now in your journey with Type 2, look, if you're, you know, just starting out, been struggling for years, or even if you're looking for that last tip or tweak to take things over the top and absolutely crush it, um, I was looking back and, like, these undeniably, for me, were, like, the three biggest things that it, the second that I embraced them, it changed everything, so I definitely want to share them with you in the hope that it absolutely not only inspires you, but empowers you like nothing before. So let's just get right to it. And you know, I'm not going to put uh, you know the traditional intro in, um, I'm telling you right now that I'm actually doing a live 21 day blood sugar challenge, so if you want, you can go ahead and get that um, at you know, lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Um, I literally just tore everything down and I'm like 99% of the way I was actually going to like force fudge it and like put it out there on uh, um, just a couple of days ago however I was like you know what man like with the time money and energy that we put into this thing and the fact that you know we've got like more and more people listening um I think that maybe it would be that much more just if I maybe just waited a couple a couple more days and actually just you know kind of did a little little better job on the fine-tuning um if I could be totally honest because the first time around when I did this Um, Yeah, it sucked. Um, All kinds of stuff went wrong. So anyways, real quick, quick disclaimer. Look, I'm just a regular guy. I'm not a doctor. Um, You know, please know that, you know, do not use any of this information, uh, you know, to treat, diagnose or cure, um, you know, any metabolic condition, any metabolic disease, type two diabetes, anything of that nature. Look, I'm just really trying to do more than anything. Humble myself and share with as many people as possible. What's helped me and what's helping others? You know, um, I'll tell you right now, um, this month, I'm going to be releasing a podcast uh, with a gentleman by the name of Doug Reynolds, the CEO and founder of Low Carb USA. Um, it's an institution in which they actually help, um, you know, teach and educate doctors, okay, doctors from around the world um, on the benefits of low carbohydrate eating and a whole low, whole, uh, whole low carb lifestyle, if you will. And really more than anything, um, it's cool. It's, it's, it's a catalyst that... I think a lot of us don't necessarily see coming and really just don't understand just how immensely powerful that it is. And um, he's just an awesome guy, too. I don't know, know him personally, but, you know, just after spending some time with him, um, you know, you can def- definitely get a feel for some folks. And he's just a good dude, um, real, real good dude. So anyways, yeah, let's get right, right to it. Um, again, um, you know, first and foremost, before I say another thing, look, whether you're type two diabetic please know with all my heart that I sincerely believe that you have every single thing within you to crush type two diabetes on your own terms. And don't let anyone ever take that from you. All right. You got this. Now let's dance. Let's get, let's get with the boogie. So, um, you know, looking back, um, the biggest, the three biggest things, the three biggest takeaways I would say is simplistic and yet as powerful as they are, you know what I mean? would start with number one is going to be empathy. Okay. Embrace empathy. And here's what I mean by, with that, like, Depending on where you're at right now, whether you're you a beginner or even if you're advanced, okay, so let me start with, like, the beginner part, okay? So, if you maybe are anything like me who started off, I mean, or maybe right now you might be, you know, might be a, a bit on the bigger side, okay? Like, me started out more the obese. I essentially failed, like, every diet since I was a kid, and... I tried throwing myself at every diet, and during this time, I'd always like beat my chest. You know what I mean? Like I beat my chest, like this diet's the bomb. And um, I even remember doing like you know the original Atkins back in the day. Well, not maybe original Atkins, but I call it that. Um, you know, it was back in like the '90s or whatever. Um, huge shouts out to Simon if he ever hears this. Um, Back then, I'm kind of dating myself, but back then they called it the caveman diet because that was like eating a bunch of protein was like the most the craziest the most caveman thing that you can do back then. Well, anyways, what I'm what I'm saying and what I mean by that is that when we step back, and for me, always being like the token fat kid, the pun of the fat jokes, I was always like the fat one out. When I say empathy, you know, for a while it was like the source of like everything from like my low self esteem, high insecurity um low, it was a really big source for my self-sabotage and i never i would always throw myself at some diet and like beat my chest about it and i would never really give myself the space to make peace and exercise a little empathy and be like d like you know like why why do you feel like this like why do you feel this way like why what are you doing this for you know what i mean like why are you beating your chest so hard and and all this other stuff and granted at one point it maybe may have been something that i needed you know what i mean obviously Uh, Maybe help me build some steam, maybe give me a little bit of, you know, a little bit of confidence, like, yeah, this is right. You know what I mean? Um, But at the same time, you know, um, when we mature and when we grow from things, you know what I mean? Um, Things start to change. We can't help but notice other things. And like what essentially gets us to the dance, if you will. Right. Um, Once you kind of cross over that line and you have like, you know, normal blood sugars and stuff like that, which is a big part of the reason why I'm doing the 21 day challenge. I want to show people just how easy it can be when we step outside. Right. Of like maybe ourselves and what got us to the dance. um, A lot of the same things that maybe got us to the dance. Right. Maybe just don't. We don't have to like be so um steadfast in if you will and i'll put it that way and here's what i mean by that when i say advanced it was kind of rough because i'm in this one facebook group and uh you know i was just kind of like sharing stuff and and uh this one gentleman was like well you know you're um you know like something about personal biochemistry and stuff like that and uh you know being the same for everybody and i'm like wait what you know what i mean like are, are you serious are you for real like what are you talking about dude like um because you know he's basically um and don't get me wrong, I was one of these guys too. Um and maybe that's where he was coming from, but um what I mean by that is, you know, we all know that if you are if you do follow, you haven't, you know, done um, a little bit of homework or at least maybe haven't found out about it yet or or whatever, um you know, there's no essentially no such thing as an essential carbohydrate, you know, that the body does extremely well without them. Um and I'm not saying that you have to go zero carb. I spent time zero carb. I eat carbohydrates all the time, so please don't like please don't mistake that in the wrong way. What I mean by that is that that is something that helped me as a type two diabetic get to the dance, if you will. Right? However, um when I went deeper and deeper and deeper into the ketogenic, you know, lifestyle, to be totally honest, just like a lot of other folks out there, I kind of run into a whole bunch I ran into a whole bunch of issues, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, But what ends up happening is, is depending on how much time you've ever spent in some of these type two diabetic groups or even some of these ketogenic groups, um, you can't help but notice that some people, they get tired, you know what I mean, of eating kind of like the same way and the same type of thing all the time, you know, and it's hard because you typically can't help but notice these three things. Like one, is it entirely possible that if you put people on a diet that after a while, a whole handful of them are going to get tired of eating the same thing, like yeah, and don't worry in a minute i'm going to show you how I not only overcame that and why I kind of embrace the entire realm um the expanding realm, the expanding universe of of uh low carb low carbohydrate um you know lifestyle and eating the way that the way that I do is that um essentially you know is it all possible that people can get tired of you know eating the same thing of course, is it entirely possible that Whenever people get tired of the same th- the same thing, like regardless of or re- any diet, if you will, that it causes them to relapse. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you know, especially if you ask anybody who's ever lost like anywhere from forty to one hundred pounds plus, and you see them gain it all back, right? I mean, that's like a perfect example, and that's we see that everywhere. Um, I mean, that, in fact, like that's like the definition of yo yo dieting, right? Um, and then the, the third one is going to be, um, you know, if we understand that it causes people to relapse. For type 2 diabetics, of that, of the, of all those people that relapse, like how many people actually get back on the boat? Not a lot of them. You know what I mean? And then when we understand that, A, looking at ourselves in the mirror, probably don't want to bet our lives on that. You know, if I'm just being honest, just calling it for what it is, right? And B, we need to exercise a little bit of empathy, right? Both for ourselves saying, hey, it's okay to feel this way, right? And yeah, there are more... You know, there are more resources out there within the realm of, you know, low carbohydrate, um, you know, eating and lifestyle. Um, And even if you want to step outside of it for a little bit, which I'm going to get into here in a second. um, And even on the more advanced side, I kind of felt bad because, you know, some of the people in the group were kind of like, you know, just beating their chest like, yeah, this is the way. This is the, you know, whatever. And I just didn't want to say anything back because you can kind of tell where they were in their journey. But I almost felt bad because, those sort of comments, I think, I'm sure for a lot of other people, probably weren't all that great. You know what I mean? Um, Because if we all know that, yeah, sure. And there's a lot of people that are openly admitting that they're getting tired of eating the same thing. It's just normal, right? It doesn't make them a bad thing, right? It doesn't make them a bad person or whatever. It just makes them human. And we understand that people can relapse. And we understand that when they have type 2 diabetes, that that can ultimately be like, something that leads them, you know, unfortunately to going down the wrong path and things not going the right way. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I used to be the guy to beat my chest with those sayings too. But, you know, what's more important to me is is that person who's struggling if they make it for their family. You know what I mean? Like that's that's where my heart is, you know. And, yeah, they might even know it too. They actually might be on the same team even, you know. But what are we going to do? Turn our backs on them? You know, it, it's just something that doesn't exist. Instead, I think that we should embrace that empathy, embrace that the fact that they're okay. And I think that in the end, you know, whether you're a beginner or even advanced, depending on how you, you know, how you view yourself or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, I think that if we just exercise a little bit of empathy for ourselves, for people around us, regardless of where they are in their journey, like, man, I think everything changes, not only in our speed, and our progression, as just even as a person. Right. But I think even as a, uh, you know, even as a community of type two diabetics, even as a community of people living a particular lifestyle and, you know, um, really just for humanity, man. I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, yeah, I just I kind of hope that that one there kind of makes sense or at least clicks with you there, because I think at the same time, um, if I would have here's the, here's also why, if you're like in the beginning part or maybe even the advanced part if I would have stopped in the very, very beginning and like made peace and like exercised a little bit of self empathy, um, instead of like beating my chest with X, Y, Z diet or whatever. Um, cause I did, I'm not saying anything bad about keto. I did it, do it when I was vegan. Um, I did it um, when I was paleo, all kinds of stuff, you know? And, um, yeah, I think that if I maybe just stopped exercise a little bit, a little bit of self empathy, I'm like, man, like D like who are you trying to fight? Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? um, yeah, it probably would have, or, you know, why are you so strong on a particular stance? If I would have let go of all that, uh, which I'm gonna get to here in a second, then yeah, you know what, like it probably would have made my growth a lot faster. It probably would have taken a lot of weight off my shoulders. Um, Probably would have made things a lot easier. Um, both, um, you know, if you're an emotional eater at one time, I definitely was, I still have a, a really big sense or a tie in with food. Um, absolutely. You know, um, so, yeah, yeah, you know, it definitely would have changed a lot, man, like a lot, a lot. Um, number two, which actually leads us to number two, right? In the end, um, there there really isn't like a right or a wrong. There really just is, okay? Which means that, and here's what I mean by that, okay? Like um, some of the smartest and most influential people um, that I see that I, th- I don't think get a lot of credit, but I think are really, really, really bright. Um, one of them I'm just learning about now, and so I'll tell you about one you've probably all heard of, and then one you probably all might know of now, um, but I just I just recently learned about. So the first is gonna be a gentleman by the name of um Eric Westman. Okay, he's out of Duke University, I believe. And so um Dr. Westman, what I like about him a lot, like a lot, a lot, is uh just how sincere and how humble he is, you know. Um when he he talks about um you know his his research he's not really like beating his chest or anything like that when if you want to see what I'm talking about beating their chest um if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, if you've ever heard of the one with uh Chris Cresser and james Wilkes um man, you know man, I mean definitely he got some parts in there, but man, it was just it was kind of a rough it was a kind of a rough listen, you know well anyways um you know what I like about Dr. Westman is that he's the exact opposite of somebody trying to beat his chest. He's just kind of like, well, you know, here's, here's the data, you know, like that, that's kind of it, you know, like he's not, he's not really, I mean, obviously, you know, naturally he's on, he's, he lives on the low carb side. Naturally, there's a high carb side world that lives out there. Um, but in the same breath, you know, I mean, he's just kind of like, Hey man, I I just did some research and, And here are the findings, you know, and like real simple, you know, Um, very, very cool guy. I like his work. Um, Another lady, um, I definitely want to give her a huge shout out. In fact, like um, I'd like to I'm I'm actually looking to potentially have her on here um, shortly. Um, It's going to be a lady by the name of Belinda Fetke. Okay, last name spelled F-E-T-T-K-E. And the reason why I say that is you probably want to look her up um, on YouTube uh, under uh, low carb Australia. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, a lot of times when we, depending on where we are in the journey or maybe even who we associate with or even who we talk and listen to or learn from, um, sometimes people can get, you know, a little, you know, a little, a little harsh, a little, you know, like it's all a conspiracy. Not really, like, not like that, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like a little, uh, a little, a little hard and heavy, if you will. And what I love about her talk is that, no, it's it's not like that whatsoever. In fact, she kind of steps back and she's actually talking about the history of, uh, you know, like the food industry, you know, because it's really sad, like the diet industry, if we're being really honest with each other, like the diet industry is what actually killed like a lot of these diets. You know what I'm saying? Um, it actually took a lot of the a lot of the goodness out of them. I mean, for example, um, if you're doing keto or something like that, a perfect example is I mean, dude, the whole keto wave, I'm stoked in the fact that a lot of people are getting introduced to, you know, this whole lifestyle. Naturally, some people are going to come, some people are going to go, um, which is totally cool. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't live in the keto world. Um, I'm really just kind of like a more well-rounded, zero low-carb. I, mean, low um, I haven't tried to be keto in a, in a couple of years now, but, uh, you know, still love all my friends and family and all the emerging science in there. Well, anyway... Um, what you'll notice in her talk is that, um, you know, she talks about how cereal and, you know, like the Kellogg brand and like the Post brand and stuff like that essentially were introduced and um, kind of somewhat even indoctrinated into our way of living today, you know. And we really can't deny, I mean, the statistics on everything from obesity to type 2 diabetes, metabol- metabolic condition in, tor- in, in general right um after the implement implementation um of some of these ideologies and uh you know she kind of takes it back to where some of this stuff had began and and their ties to certain organizations and um you know where they may have come from you know and I definitely don't want to give up the ghost we may be covering that here so um if you like go ahead and check out her work i i definitely dug her talk um but yeah so it's hard because what she says is, you know, she's not getting into, it's all these people's fault and these people suck. No, she actually kind of stops and she's like, you know what, man, like they, these people meant well. You know, like you can kind of tell that like they're they're pretty much coming from a good place. Just, you know, and, and unfortunately, there were just some things tied into general mode of living that maybe, you know, maybe meant well, but didn't necessarily apply well, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, here's what I mean by that, okay? Um, I'll give you another example. It's like, so when, when we're not, um, when we look at people like, um, you know, um, Eric Westman and, uh, you know, uh, Belinda, um, you'll notice right, right off the bat that um, another, actually another really good, I'll give you another better example right now is um, Paul Saladino and Stephen uh, Gun- is Gundry? Gunthry? Gundry? Gundry? The Plant Paradox author, okay? Um, Stephen Gundry, I think. Gundry. Um, But, um, yeah, when you look at his work, they actually did a podcast together, at least a YouTube recording together. And so, if you don't know, Dr. Paul Saladino is a zero-carb advocate, okay? Basically, don't eat any plants. Eat just animal animal products and byproducts, you know, like basically the meat and the uh, whole byproducts, by the way. None of this processed crap. So you're talking about, you know, like whole meats, organ meats and stuff like that. On the other side of the scale, you've got the exact polar opposite in Stephen Gundry, who is the author, again, of the Plant Paradox, a vegan lifestyle, vegan advocate. And it's cool when you watch this video because they kind of they kind of tangle horns a little bit. You know what I mean? And for me, I like that. I like that because it raises the tide for all of us. You get to see two people at the high end go at it right you got one guy and here's a beautiful thing about both uh, i like about that video one neither of them can deny that they've both helped countless people first and foremost right when we understand that and then we start watching them swing for the fences on their dietary views and their science and what they've come to learn and and what they know thus far and um what they've personally experienced for themselves and the people that they work with and, you know, for their followers or patients or whatever. Um, It's crazy because you see this really black and white dichotomy between the two. However, they can't, they, neither of them can really, you know, take away from the other and the fact that they've helped a lot of people. And that's like, and that's priceless. Right. And that's why I say, I like it because when you watch two of some of the smartest and the brightest go at it, you can't help but like learn something. Even if you are, you know, one way versus another, which for me I'm pretty open. Um, I'm I'm really, really open. Um, even though I, you know, openly say all the time, like, yeah, I'm I'm really a, a low carb guy I live in that world and it's vastly expanding. Um, you know, everything from uh, you know, um Dr. Ted Nyman's or you know, Nayman's work and um even um, even Dr. Will Cole, which I'm going to get to here in a second, um, it, it kind of changes everything. You know what I mean? Um, you really can't help but notice that, yeah, they've, they've definitely helped others. And when I do talk about, um, you know, Dr. Will Cole and Ted Naming, so let me, let me get into it with you right now. So um, what they are and how we can learn from them, okay, is that they are, when we embrace what they teach, is the reality of, um, you know, scientific data and everyday application, Okay, so both of these gents are doctors, uh, you know, physicians working with folks um, on the front lines day to day. Okay, day to day, right? So they see the good and the bad and the ugly. They're not looking at just you know statistical information or scientific data. They're you know they're on the streets, right? And so basically, they couldn't help but notice, right? Not only did they progress as people, but in dealing with their patients. seeing a lot of the same things, right? Like obviously not the same thing works for everybody. Um, And even if it does work phenomenally well, right? So let's say you get some of these transformation stories and somebody loses anywhere from like, you know, 40, 75 pounds or whatever, even 175 pounds or whatever it is, 200 pounds, whatever it is, 200 plus, um, you know, that is is entirely possible that these people can actually get tired of what they eat. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I think actually... Another perfect example. If you want to look it up, if you want some resources or some context to this. You can also look up a video by, the, uh, by Ted Naiman and Paul Saladino, where they actually kind of like go back and forth on their views, which are actually pretty similar, um, as different as they may sound. Um, which I'll get into here in a second. But um, you know, they're they're going kind of back and forth, and Naiman made a really good point. He goes, "Hey, he goes, yeah, you know, he goes, here's what happens. He goes, man, I just." I I got to a point where you can only see so many people running into plateaus. You can only see so many people hit a point where like what was working before like stopped working. You can only see so many people where they've gone really really far and they're on that last twenty pounds and they're doing everything they can um, to tweak it up and it's just not working. So you like they they had to change and it's not that not that the diet's bad. It's not that the person's bad. No, man, that's just live. Like, that's just that's just real. That's, that's just what happens, right? Is it entirely possible that people get tired of eating the same thing forever? Like, yeah, of course, right? Do we all get older? And does our body change over time? Like, yeah, of course. Like, we're all human, right? And so the faster he was able to just, you know, yank that out and call that out for what it was, it was extremely empowering. And here's what I mean by that. Same with Dr. Will Cole. Now, if you don't know him, um, I definitely suggest that you take a look. Um, listen to his podcast. It's the, it's the keto talk with Jimmy Moore and the doc. Um, and he's the doctor naturally. Um, and also he has two, uh, two, um, two, um, podcasts out there. Even YouTube recordings that are really, really good. One of them is with, uh, uh, Tom, uh, value of, uh, impact theory. Um, and the other one is going to be, um, gosh, I think it was with, Oh, man, I forgot who it was with. But anyways, check out his work. It's phenomenal. And he openly talks about everything from, like, you know, zero carb to what he calls ketotarian, which is really like a plant-based based version of, you know, ketogenic eating, right? Like basically the you know, vegetarian, you know, keto or whatever, a lot, a lot of plants, right? Like a lot, a lot, a lot of plants. And it's because he's dealing with the same thing. I mean, you know, if so, if we know that somebody has a metabolic condition, And backsliding can ultimately be like a path that leads them to death. Like, sure, we can beat our chest with whatever science and whatever saying, and we can stand over them and say, yeah, there's no such thing as an essential carbohydrate. But like, really? Like, where is it going to get that person? Like, probably nowhere, you know? And so when we drop the ego and the ignorance and really embrace the compassion that this, like when I say ignorance, not that that's a dumb statement, but just that We need to give other people a shot, right, or things that things can change that, man, like, we don't have to even put all all that much time, money, and energy into something like that and just understand that, man, like, the faster we have actually more options out there, we now become empowered. The beautiful thing about it is that this is all within the same low-carb spectrum, right? Um, None of these guys are saying, hey, you know, like, forget low-carb or whatever. Um, I mean, and even, like, you know, Ted Naiman. Um, he, just so you know, is saying higher protein right instead of so much fat he 's actually saying higher protein and coincidentally a little more carbohydrate and to be totally honest, I found that to work really well for me um i don't i don 't necessarily track carbs like I used to um. If you watch the you know the the twenty one day blood sugar challenge today, I was at like a seventy seven, but I was fasted and I went zero carb for two days. And the only reason why I did that, I'll tell you right now, is um, when I'm when I get sick because I am sick. If you can't tell, um, I uh, I get I get some pretty big swings. You know, like everything from like you know poor rest and like you know cortisol levels being all over the place, and um, you know like just bad sleep, de- being dehydrated, and stuff like that throws the numbers around. So I try to do whatever I can to play a little bit of defense. But anyways. Um, you know, when you look at the fact that you have these different people within the low carb world, right. And even the keto world, I actually ran into, uh, Naaman originally because I was doing keto and I was in a place, I was at a time and place in myself where I was kind of like, really, am I doing this right? Or I'm like, where am I? And I need a little bit of encouragement. And of all people, Dr. Naaman was the man. So huge shout out to him. Um, and you know, I probably wouldn't be where I am. So maybe I, I don't know. But anyways, he, he definitely played. Um, just that one little, just for him was probably like a little thumbs up or something stupid, but, um, it definitely helped me out. And so, um, yeah, it's funny because when you look at people in some of these groups or maybe even just my own thinking, especially when I was like a beginner or even maybe even like intermediate and I would hear something like, you know, vegetarian or even vegan, right? There's different vegan, um, there's actually vegan keto out there, right? There's, there's a handful of people doing that. If you want to look into it, I think it was, I think it was Dr. Rhonda Patrick, um, if it wasn 't it was definitely a doc, a female researcher or doctor who was doing work with Buddhists um, with Buddhists uh, Buddhist monks uh, with a ketogenic diet and obviously you know these Buddhist monks they can 't have um, animal uh, you know um, or some of them can 't have animal proteins or byproducts and so she was doing a um, a modified version for them and so yeah it, it, what I mean by that is that when you look at when we go to apply this to us what i 'm saying like it may, it changes things forever, okay. If you're hitting like a fat loss plateau, okay, like if your fat loss is going to stall, know right now that the work of those two doctors are a phenomenal resource, okay? I would start with um, Dr. Naiman's, okay? The higher protein, maybe a touch more on the carbohydrate or maybe not even more carbohydrate depending on how you feel about carbs or even if you know, you know, depending on what your numbers are, right? Um and then naturally, if, even if that goes to stall, because obviously our body, whenever we get fat adapted, right? Naturally, our body is the perfect machine where it will learn and adapt over time to a lot of different things that will throw it. Hey, if, if you end up you know, adapting that way out there, too, and you want to cycle something else in, you know, the work of Dr. Will Cole is phenomenal. OK, um, so I definitely hope that um, serves you well. And I'll tell you right now, um, the biggest thing. I think the biggest thing that we can look forward to embracing, you know, more than anything is going to be change. And what I mean by that is you're probably going to see it in everything from healthcare to technology in the face of type 2 diabetes. Um and here's what I mean by that. Um so I actually alluded to him a little bit earlier, so Doug Reynolds um and really um a whole hand, a whole slew. He's got a he's got a wonderful network. If you want to check out his work, lowcarbusa.org, um where he has an entire uh not only a panel of uh doctors um and a researcher who actually put all this stuff together and is now advocating and teaching other doctors, giving them, you know, um, continuing educational credits um, in regards to, you know, their 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 practice of medicine. Um, along with an entire slew of everything from you know like health coaches, nurse practitioners, just all kinds of people in order to go out and help people with you know metabolic disease, uh, maybe even just getting in better shape in um, any way um, just I think it 's a priceless resource. The best part about that is is um, if you actually go on their site and the reason why i 'm so big on pushing it is that they actually give away their uh, their dietary um, and I forgot the, their guidelines um, i don 't want to like say it the wrong way, but yeah they they give up their guidelines um for free you know so basically the same information that these doctors are paying to learn um on a one on one basis like you can actually like learn it there for free um, you'll actually see the outline if you will the, the guidelines it's it's a pretty good read um and again, he actually has a conference i um, he's got one in Boca, Boca Raton. And he's got another one in, um, Southern California here in San Diego. So huge shout outs to Doug. Um, love that guy's work. And what I also mean by, um, embracing change, uh, technology and even the face of type two diabetes. So, um, testing and where technology I think is going to take us is we're like not even close to where we can be, you know? Um, and here's what I mean by that. So, we are now in a day in an age where uh even if you have like the freestyle libre right so you can stick this thing on your your on your arm or whatever you push it, you eat something you push a button even if you don't eat anything you just push a button all the time and you can see what your blood numbers are now to get a good illustration of this um it was my sister from another mister uh who actually taught me all about this right like Jennifer Kleinman, love that chick And basically she goes, hey, you know, like imagine if you're looking at a blood meter, she goes, imagine and you're going from like diet to diet and you don't know what works or whatever. Or even if you're doing keto and you're waiting for like the 90 day thing or whatever, she goes, dude, when you go to test yourself, imagine being in a dark room with all the lights off, okay? like in a bedroom with all the lights off. So you so you're feeling around and you know that there's a bed there, you know, there's a dresser, a TV stand and stuff like that. And then when you test yourself, it's like taking a snapshot with you know with with the you know with with the camera with the lights on just for that just a flash and then it turns off, right? And she goes, "Man, with this with this freestyle libre, you know, with this with this uh, with this monitor, you just push a button and it's like turning the lights on. You know what I mean? Like it just exposes everything." And she's like, "Man, like my my blood sugar goes up when I'm in the sun for a while and I'm like, "Really? Is that even real? I actually even tested it and yeah dude like I went fasted to the beach fully fasted um which is really crazy actually just that puts things in perspective so um um, I just I tested myself I fasted I tested myself today I'm at like a 77 and I did like an uh, one meal a day today well on the day that I took my kids to the beach okay um so I'm sick and so I'm not exercising or whatever um and so I took my kids to the beach and we played, like, I love playing with my kids, you know what I'm saying? And um, and I had high blood sugar. I didn't even eat any food. And the day before was super low carb. And I'm like, what? I think I was maybe at like, a 130-something, which is, like, a 5.9, which, you know, normally I walk around, like, a 5 flat. I'm usually, like, like, 100 or usually, like, actually that's post-meal. But normally I'm, like, you know, before I eat anything, I'm usually, like, in the 80s, maybe, like, the 90s, you know? But yeah, just to be in the 130s after a bunch of exercise like and it wasn't uh, it wasn't glycolytic exercise where I dumped out like a like a, you know, like like liver storage or something crazy like that. Like, nah, man, I just it was all slow, easy and low, you know, like list, you know, like uh, low and low, low intensity, steady state cardio, just swimming and playing with my kids. Well, anyway, um, yeah, um, when I say testing, not only can we now see with a tester like that. So if somebody says, you've got to eat this way and we all know like what works for everybody's different, right? Like everybody's DNA is different how their body, like some people are allergic to certain foods. Some people have preferences or certain tolerance to certain foods. A uh, perfect example. I am a type two diabetic who has, uh, you know, bad, um, bad blood sugar numbers on pork. Okay. I'm one of those folks. And so, um, yeah, you know, um, being able to now test ourselves shortcuts everything because if anybody says you've got to, you've got to eat this way you stick it in your mouth and push a button and be like all right you know like maybe or maybe i don't have to go that far or no sir you're clearly wrong you know what i mean so for example if somebody uh you know would come to me and said that you got to eat like 52 bananas or something on, on, on a high carb diet um you know i high five to all those people i am gonna come for a sucker on that in a second but high five to those folks but i could eat one right now and tell you like Dude, my blood sugar is going to go through the roof. You know what I mean? Like through the roof. And so, yeah, I wouldn't do that, you know. Um, but anyways, um, when I also say technology, watch me eat my words. So um, there's a gentleman by the name of Naveen Jain. Okay, Naveen Jain. Look him up if you like. My biome, Okay, V-I-O-M-E. Okay. And what he does is he does gut biome testing. Okay, he tests the gut biome. And essentially his story, I don't remember if he was type two diabetic or I think he was pre-diabetic. And he is a gentleman who went out and he started doing what we all kind of started doing. He's like, all right, I was eating a bunch of avocados. Feel free to look up his story, right? Um, He's eating a bunch of avocados and, you know, just kind of going like, you know, low fat. I'm sorry, low carb, high fat. And it, it wasn't working for him. It wasn't working for him. And what gives him a a uh a leg up if you will and thank god he created the company that he did is that he's a he's a he's, a, he's a, an entrepreneur he's a billionaire you know like he's he's loaded and so he can go out and pay get for testing you get all this testing that a lot of us can't get you know but the cool thing is the reason why i say that you know, i'm not plugging him i don't get any uh you know not any credit there's no links or anything like that that i'm pushing back to him on um you know to my volume is that he makes it affordable and he has specials on his stuff all the time so people can see what works for them and the reason why i say that is because he had a positive, um, a positive uh, test or a positive outcome or a positive uh, response to wheat bread, to bread. You know what I mean? And grains. And I'm like, what? You know, now grains, like, look, I'm going to tell you right now, like for me, um, you know, I had not only a view on grains because of paleo and because of keto or whatever, but my grandparents were farmers, okay? And um, if you've never been to a farm, um, yeah, you know, you, you, fig the, you feed the pigs and you feed, you know, you feed the chickens and all this other stuff. their normal feed. But what they also have is like multi-feed. Like they have this feed all, you know. And basically, you know, if you're just like in a rush or whatever, you can basically just give this feed to everybody. It fattens the chickens. It fattens the, you know, fattens the pigs. And guess what? It's all grains. Okay? It just turns them all fat. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, he... Did remarkably well. In fact, I think his story is that he may have even lost a little bit of weight and his blood markers improved. And he's like, look, it's not a it's not a carb this or that. He goes, honestly, he goes, it's just understanding what the body is going to tell you, you know, and understanding that everybody's body is a little bit different and ignoring that a lot of times for a lot of people is why they find themselves in a jacked up place like over and over and over. You know, really just and I say this respectfully in regards to any diet, you know, Um, And mind you, that's coming from a guy that lives low carb. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of trying to call a spade for a spade. You know, just being totally transparent and honest more than anything, Um, you know, regardless of how vulnerable I might look or feel or whatever. I'm just being totally honest. I'd rather be that transparent versus, you know, try to beat my chest and be egotistical or whatever. But anyway, um, there's that. And here's what I also mean with that is that um, there's a company, a, a clinical trial going on right now in the U.K., um, regarding um, DNA testing, and what they're doing is is they're taking type two diabetics and they're having them, um, you know, eat um, in regards to you know how their DNA is pregenetically disposed, right? So we actually kind of talked about that before how you know like technology is going to be the face, but man, I, I really don't, I really wouldn't be surprised if it completely changes the game now. Um, one thing I definitely want to give you real quick because I took notes here and I was just kind of like going through my notes. My notes are like, like scattered all over because I just wanted to get this done for you. And I wanted to make sure that I was getting all my ideas out, but I didn't take a second to actually like sort them out. So I apologize there. But real quick, um, I sent you and I, I, I said it a little bit earlier. I kind of mentioned earlier um, about, you know, being able to go like vegan and, and eat Mediterranean, do all these different diets. I'm um, within the realm of like a low carbohydrate lifestyle and really be able to go outside of that, too. OK, and I'll, so let me give you an example. I'll actually break down how to do that right now or how I'm able to do that. And keep in mind, I am not giving you dietary advice is not medical device, advice. OK, I'm just I'm really just kind of yanking back the covers on really what kind of took me a whole bunch of years to figure out. Okay, so anyways, um, to put put things into context, I started out vegan when I was first diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic, then I went, uh, you know, slow carb, then paleo, then keto, um, then I went zero carb for a while, and at the end of the day, I really just wanted to be myself, you know what I mean? And um, I, I do cover this in the 21 Day Challenge or whatever, but I'll give you like the clips in those version right now, is I couldn't help but notice whenever you go online that a lot of these different... Um, you know, a lot of these different, these diets or whatever, especially for type 2 diabetics, they will, you know, show how they're helping type 2 diabetics. And first and foremost, I'm like, hey, look, like if you're happy and you've got a metabolic disease that can kill you and you've got it all under control, you're full of life, you've transformed your life, you've got a smile on your face, you can look at the people that you love with nothing but like, you know, fire in your eyes and they look back at you with tears of joys in their eyes and they're just, they're stoked that you're around and you guys are like on a zenith, like yes, dude. Okay, like I don't need to look at your plate. Okay, like let's let's start there. Um, that's what's important, you know. Um, but in the same breath, I'm like, look, man. Like at the end of the day, they keep holding up like A1C scores and you know fat loss and, and weight loss and stuff like that. So I basically started there, and I was like, okay, I didn't I didn't know what to how to take it because both sides have their science, both sides depending on who you're looking at are very persuasive. Um, and both, both sides have undeniably helped people. Okay. They've, they've helped people. I can't, regardless of how I feel about like my way of like, you know, eating or whatever, I can't look at like a high carb vegan person. And if they've turned their life around, their blood panels all good and all this other stuff and they're happy, that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't need to get nobody's way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm happy for them. Okay. But in the same breath, I started by asking this one simple question, which was, you know, um, you know what foods on this diet don't spike my blood sugar, spike it very little, right? Because I know at least for me, because I like, I like eating a bunch of calories, um, I needed a way to be able to control my blood sugar, right? And so long story short, I, I basically just started matching the foods. Instead of looking at the science, if you will, I took an actual really different approach in the fact that I'm like, hey, look, if all this science is predicated on the food that they're eating – right? Like, let me look at the food that they're eating, right? Now, obviously, when you look at something like, you know, keto, there's a, there's, a, there's a metabolic change, a physiological change. What I mean by that, and we all know this, is you go from a sugar burner to a fat burner, right? So, uh, you know, there's a, there's a physio- physiological change that, that occurs. However, um, when I was, you know, as I was doing that, I obviously bought a ketone extra or a precision extra uh, ketone meter, and I accidentally bought the wrong strips. Long story short, I started testing my blood sugar instead of my ketones, because I was too lazy to return the strips just to find that I didn't necessarily have to go as far, if you will. I mean, do, you know, do as as much um, or have as much restriction, which really kind of gave me way more options and way more flexibility. Um, and not only that, like really kind of like eliminated stalls and stuff like that. So anyways, um, so here's 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 where I'm at. Um, at the end of the day, when you look at all these different diets, there's basically four pillars that you can stand on that they essentially all stand on right? Um, and again, I'm not giving dietary advice. I'm just sharing, like, what's worked easily for me. Um, one is that, obviously, as a type 2 diabetic, we don't want to eat foods that can spike our blood sugar, right? Like you, So, you don't want to eat, like, Chinese food, right? Um, or at least, you know, not, like, chow mein and fried rice and stuff, right? So, we want to eat low-glycemic foods. However, if you look at a list of low-glycemic foods, it's going to have everything from, like, you know, oatmeal and, like, apples, and you don't want to do that either, right? So, Um, you know, obviously that, that one filter by itself is not, is not complete. So the second one is going to be the next pillar, if you will, is going to be low carbohydrate. Okay. Low glycemic, low carbohydrate. All right. That like those two things alone, if you look at really just any sort of diet, okay. um, You can easily reverse engineer the success, whether it's like, um, you know, paleo or or vegan or keto or even zero carbon, I'll actually give you a handful of, uh, of examples here in a second. Okay. Um, the second, the third, the third pillar, if you will, is going to be whole foods. OK, we kind of, I kind of alluded to it earlier where, you know, we talk about like perfect example, how the diet industry ruined a lot of these different diets is that and you see it everywhere. Right. I think John uh, John Joseph on the vegan side says, dude, there's so many vegans out there eating like crap. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, um, in the paleo world, if you shop at, like, you know, like some of these health food store mothers, whole foods, whatever um or even like you know pavilions or whatever you go in there and there's there's all these like paleo bars and you're like ah, like what you know what i mean like no get out of here um actually i was just at costco saw the same thing and um you know you look at the ingredients you're like ah oh, gosh come on man and then the other thing is that you know obviously with like keto the beautiful thing about keto is that like it's a very um diet high in low infl- like anti i shouldn't say low anti-inflammatory foods right? Like anti, anti, anti-inflammatory foods. Like that's one of the reasons why it's so vastly and just devastatingly powerful and effective. The only thing though, is that the diet industry goes, Oh, you guys like fat macros. All right. Awesome. Let's give you some palm seed oil. You know what I mean? Like just highly inflammatory oil. So it's like, yeah, you know, like we're going to mask this crap, you know, around this, whatever. Cause we're going to make you look at a macro and give you like crap food, like crap, use it as an excuse to give you crap processed food. Right. And so um, pillar number three, again, is whole foods. OK, like whole foods, whole, whole foods. If we look at like, you know, processed foods, we actually flip the flip the label over and we see everything from all these different chemicals, all these you know different additives, preservatives, colors. I mean, look, man, if they're going to put colors, if they're going to inject colors back into our food. Just to make it like marketable to like sell to us, like that's gotta say something, you know what I'm saying? And at the same time, if we start looking at all these different additives and chemicals and preservatives, and they cause everything from you know like excess water retention, excess fat retention, you know they they uh, they cause cancer and like rats and mice and stuff like that. Like, look, I'm not a rocket scientist, probably don't want to eat them, right? And then the fourth pillar, if you will. It's going to be, you know, is going to be, you know, um, you know nutrient-dense slash, okay, nutrient-dense slash, uh, you know, multifunction. And here's what I mean by that. So um, as a type 2 diabetic, if you've ever gone through, like, energy crashes and stuff like that, part of the reason why is because the mitochondria are the engine, um, the energy engine, if you will, inside of our cells, um, they don't work at full capacity anymore. At least, you know, some studies say they don't. Some studies will say or some um, information or literature will say, like, you know, 50%, right? Well, the way that I look at it in my head, I'm not the brightest guy in the world, but I'm like, you know, imagine getting a school bus and you jump in there and then like all oh, it's full of kids and the next thing you know, like only half the engine's working. Like that thing ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? And the part about that is is like, you know, if we have an engine that works like that and we give it processed food where the nutritional value just went from like a hundred percent to like twenty percent, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how many calories we're eating, like if we're not giving it quality fuel, like that thing's going to tank. You know what I mean? So we got to have a bunch of vitamins, a bunch of nutrients to throw it, throw in there. Um, and obviously when I say multifunction, um, typically you're going to find within these diets, foods that serve obviously multiple functions. And I'll give you a quick example, like an avocado. Okay. So an avocado, let's break that down. Right. Um, Let's see here. So we've got, uh, you know, helps lower bad cholesterol, helps lower, um, you know, blood sugar, right? Um, it's full of vitamins like A, E, and K, right? Because it's a healthy fat, um, it's also good for the eyes, the heart, the brain. It also helps with uptake of other fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, and K, right? Um, tastes phenomenal. It's full of plant fibers, good for the, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the gut biome. Um, at the same time, like nobody said you ever had to be like, you know, raw vegan to eat guacamole, right? (laughs) I mean, super simple, common sense, right? In fact, let me give you just by understanding those four pillars, I can easily reverse engineer the success, not only behind a lot of these diets at the same breath, I can go out and eat like a regular person and people can't even can tell, can't even tell that I'm easily controlling my blood sugar. Okay. So let me give you some examples right now. Um, Sure, give me a vegan. You want to put me on a vegan diet? Cool. Give me some. Give me a, pull, a bowl of power greens, top it with some walnuts, some apple cider vinegar, a little bit of lime juice. Um, give me some, you know, pink pink Himalayan sea salt, um, and give me some. If you want some some fruit in there, go ahead and give me some some blackberries and some blueberries. Okay, I'll probably light on the blueberries, and that's pretty much it. All right. Um, if you want me to give me the paleo diet, all right, cool. Um, give me, uh, give me some lamb, right? Give me some. Uh, give me some um give me some some baked lamb and then go ahead and on top of that give me some like brussels sprouts right um if you want um or some shakshuka or whatever it is right the uh, um I can't, I can't say it right but basically you take the tomatoes and you and you uh, you know crack eggs into them right Just got to watch watch out and be careful and how much of the tomato that we're eating right um at the same time give me uh give me keto okay and we'll make it fun and we'll you know make it dirty and we'll make it breakfast all right so cool give me um Give me uh, egg, cheese, mushroom, spinach, omelet. On top of that, give me some bacon, sour cream, cheese, um, and some avocado with a bulletproof coffee, okay? Um, give, you want me to do the ADA protocol? Cool. Give me, a, you know, give me chicken breast and broccoli, okay? Um, you want a Mediterranean? Cool. Give me on the top, uh, on a bed of um, asparagus, give me some seared white fish with some pink, uh, you know, pink, uh, you know, pink Himalayan sea salt, pink peppercorn, extra virgin olive oil infused. Right? If you want to go infused, give me give it to me with some sage and some garlic. Done, or even like some rosemary. Bingo, son. Bingo. You know, all day long. Like, um, you want to take me to the pizza place? All right, cool. Give me a give me a pesto salad, Gary. Give me an anti pasta pesto salad. Light on the pesto sauce. Put all my favorite. Um, you know, supreme pizza toppings in there. Give me that mozzarella. Give me some. You know, go ahead and give me some meatballs. Give me some. Uh, give me some um, olives. Give me some. Uh, some sausage. Done. You know what I mean? You want to take me to the Chinese food place? All right, cool. I'll just ask them. Hey, do you guys? Do you guys use any? Uh, you know, like starches or fillers or anything like that in your soups? Most of them don't because obviously, if they're making it fresh, they're just going to take all the bones and the the, the vegetable scraps and throw, throw it a pot with some water, and that's their broth but anyway, right? So. There you go, right? So yeah, cool. It's winter. And I'm saying this because I'm sick right now. Yeah, sure. Go ahead and give me some wonton soup. No wontons. Um, extra protein. Done, right? Um, you want like something one off? All right, cool. Give me some stir fry. No, no, uh, you know, no starch, no sugar, and uh, yeah, put it on top of some greens. Bingo. You know what I mean? Like all day long. Like I'm not, you know, by all means, like I'm, I'm free to kind of eat anywhere. Um, it's not a lot of hard work. Not a hard a lot of hard work to eat eat uh, Chinese food whatsoever, right? Not a lot of hard work to go to to, to the pizza place, you know? Um, But yeah, yeah, that's it, man. I hope that absolutely serves you well. But yeah, if we embrace those three things, you just might be completely, completely, completely surprised at just how far fast and easy things can become, not just now, but down the road. So let's go over them again, okay? So number one, we want to embrace empathy, Okay, embrace empathy for yourself, depending on where you're beginner, intermediate or advanced, you know, for other people. Right. Um, Being humble and understanding that, number two, for a lot of people, there is no right and wrong. There just is. You know what I'm saying? We can just lay it out on the table. And especially if we, you know, exercise a little bit of empathy. Man, not only is it good for, you know, good food for the soul for us, but just the just the chance to lift somebody up is awesome. Right. And then. Number three is embrace change. There's so much good change coming our way. Um, again, huge shout out to, uh, you know, to, to Doug Reynolds and really just a lot of other people. And here's what's crazy. Oh, yeah. Talk about coming for a circle vegan and all this other stuff. Let me drop two dimes real quick. So um, the vegan folks are actually doing the same thing. Okay. They're actually going out and giving doctors uh, continued um, education, um, you know, which I think is actually a good thing, too. And here's why. In the same way that we saw, you know, Paul Saladino and, uh, you know, Stephen Gundry go back and forth. um, The cool thing about it is, is that they're both pretty composed and they're both really good about it because they both couldn't deny that they both helped, you know, countless people. Right. And I can't wait for these people to take the entire broken medical industry as we see it now and lift the whole thing like you know the the i want them i want both of them to succeed um because obviously the the they raise you know the the higher that they bring the tide it raises all the ships okay and this is coming from like a low carb guy most most people are going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, those vegan people, whatever. Like, look like, at the end of the day, man, again, if I can look you in the face and you're happy, like, I don't need to look at your plate. You know what I mean? If you're a good person, like, you know what I'm saying? I give you a high, a high, a high five, a hug and a handshake. Like, I do not need to look at your food. All right. Um, and another one is going to be, um, you know, obviously, um, man, again, that change. And when I say change, um, I think I'm actually going to start reaching out to a lot of these um, people from across 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 the board, um, not just on the low carb vegetarian side or low carb vegan side or anything like that. I actually want to get a an understanding from a from just a regular person's point of view, not not necessarily from a doctor or a scientist or whatever, but really just as a reg, as a person with a metabolic condition that kills people. Like, how are they able to do it? Um, and then obviously I'll probably bring up the fact that, Hey, look, I live on this side of the fence. And as much as you guys are not saying that this thing works or it's a fad. And honestly, I don't really think that for a lot of type two diabetics, I don't really think that there's many fads and I'll actually explain that in a whole nother podcast or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm actually going to go out there and I want to talk to him. I really want to get, not only do I want to learn myself, I want to take you on this journey. And I really look forward to it, not only that, like I think the faster that we can all just yank the covers off of everything, just like you know uh Belinda you know uh, just like Belinda, just like you know dr Dr Westman, just like uh, you know just like uh, Dr uh, Gundry and dr Saladino the fact the fact is just it, the information's out there you 're not really beating your chest anymore it 's about oh, okay cool like here's here 's the info, and even if you 're standing on one side of the fence versus the other. We really can't deny that you know people have people have been saved and lives have been saved on both sides. So, anyways, I absolutely hope that serves you well. Um, on to the next. All right, I'll see you in the next one later.